Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I don't want to be asked to be an apologist because I am a female. I want to be asked to do something, to go somewhere, present something just because I have enough knowledge. My name is Spree Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We would not be able to support and celebrate women in tech around the world if it weren't for you. Thank you so much for being a listener and a fan of the show. To contribute and donate, simply go to womenintech.fm on the upper right-hand side and click Donate, which empowers us to continue celebrating women in tech around the world. Thank you for being a part of our journey. Command Line Heroes is an original, highly produced, award-winning podcast about the people who transform technology from the command line up, presented by Red Hat. And this is not a technical show. This is a show anyone can enjoy, featuring experts from across the industry. Season four is airing now, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stick around to the end of the show to hear a sneak preview of the brand new season. Lately, I've been thinking about how clear I am with how I want to utilize my time and to make sure that I'm not doing things with my time that distract me from what my intentions are. So for example, in my past, as you guys well know, I've traveled quite heavily. And this year, 2020 is really about creating processes for the company, being really, really honed in on my fitness, just very particular things that are important to me this year. And Traveling actually detracts from that, detracts from the goals that I have. Um, we have an amazing team at both Women in Tech and We Are LA Tech, and I just want to make sure that everything is absolutely fluid and we are operating as efficiently and collaboratively as possible. And it's very exciting. And for me, because I have traveled so heavily, living a quote-unquote boring life is actually <laughs> a, quite a thrill for me. It's new and very cool. So... It's really cool to set that intention and know exactly how I want to be spending my time and then ask myself as I'm going through the weeks or days, am I making decisions in alignment with how I want to be spending my time for the goals that I want to achieve? So I don't know. I'm all about the clarity. Let me know if you guys have thought about this too. Seems like it's a new year, new start for a lot of people. I mean, it is a new decade, right? Anyway, enjoy the episode. Bye. Women in Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to bring to you a fantastic women in tech I met at a fintech conference here in Lithuania. She is 
Awesome. Hello, Anna. Hi. <laughs> Such a great introduction. Thank Anna's you. like, we had a glass of wine and you were really tired 30 seconds ago. Where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, well, we had a very, very busy days here in Lithuania for the FinTech in the conference. Just had a few panels have been at. Today was about the FinTech theater. FinTech theater? What do you mean by that? It's like how everyone is going and say, oh, we are doing innovation. We are so cool. We want to work with a FinTech company, like the bank would say. And in the end... There's really no one doing anything. So it's called the social circus of forever, the promotion, the PR. And everybody's talked about how great they are, how cool they are, how innovative they are. In the end, it's not really the truth. Oh, wow. Yay. So that was a very cool, interesting point to to take and discuss with people at the conference. <laughs> so go ahead and formally introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Well, my name is Anna. I am involved in different projects. Today I'm presenting Stockholm Fintech Week. That's uh, one of the initiatives I'm running together with a couple of people in Stockholm. It's a pretty new initiative. We had it first time this year, February. Uh, it's a community-driven event with their idea to share the knowledge and invite everybody to, to collaborate. And we had a very good, successful first event. And now we're doing the second one in February 2020. Did you create Stockholm Fintech Week? Yes. You created it. Yeah. So when did you launch it? This year, February. This was the first one. Yeah. Oh wow! Congratulations. <laughs> That's a big deal. Thank you. Yeah. So wait, what inspired you to want to create? That's that's a lot of responsibility. Well, I was involved in Stockholm FinTech Hub, which uh, has an idea of creating uh, the ecosystem and connect every actor in the whole uh, community. So it's the banks, the fintech companies, the VCs, the academia, and also the regulator. So it was very, very intensive journey. I learned a lot and it was very cool. But we were a startup as well. So startup have a very high dying rate. So mm. it didn't work out. So and because I've been developing a very good relationship with the guys and the ecosystem. So we was like, oh, we can't just let it go. And we decided to create something which will facilitate the journey for the whole companies to like to share and connect. And so we created a platform and that's the Sogon Fintech Week. We are co-creating with a couple of people which are experts in the field. And it's uh, it's been a fantastic uh, response from from the community. So we are very very happy and excited about the second one. And uh, yeah, it's uh, are like, you partnering with the government or the city to make this happen? Stockholm City supports us. Yeah, they're our official partner. They were and they will be again. So they're helping us with the promotion, with giving us support in more like were more practical ways but yeah they're mostly like what have you found has been the most challenging part about putting together a tech week in general how do you go from idea to reality with something as huge as that you just do it you work amen yeah you have an idea you start to work you start to talk to people you, you gather their thoughts you just start to action obviously you plan you do um, workshops you do understand what the team wants uh what would you like to achieve and the best and exciting thing to be the founder of something you just do whatever you like you have all the power you want to meet anyone and he was like yeah let's invite the person to the stock on fintech week and then i'm going to meet that person i'm going to chat to him or her and then and they just have the opportunity and power to do it that's very good and that's what inspires us to be part of it and we also like to help 
Do you make money off of FinTech Week? Not for the first one. But, but you plan to. Yeah, well, we at least need to pay our own bills. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you cover the cost when you kick it off? Like, where does the money come in? Partnerships, sponsorships. Do you handle that as well? Yeah. I do the partnerships and the program arrangements, speaker acquisition. Crazy. And do you have any co-founders? Yeah, I have two. They're Alana, one of my co-founders, and Luva. We're, we're all based in Stockholm. I travel a lot now, but always in Stockholm, I'm working mostly with the partnerships and the program, the content. Alana is working with startups and the investor community. And Luva is doing the event uh, logistical or details and everything there. So you split up the responsibilities. Yeah. So it's very, that's, that's amazing. When did you first recognize that you had an interest in technology and precisely fintech? When I just talk on Vintech Hub, it was, I was, before I was doing things with the culture. So I went to China for a few times. I did uh, the, the festivals there, bringing different groups to, to participate in their international culture music festivals. And I like a lot of the collaboration between the different cultures. And then I, cha- and I decided to change the industry. So I went to Fintech. And... It's fascinated me a lot because it's an industry which has been there for centuries. Everybody knew what was going. They knew when the crisis comes, what to do. They knew when it's success. They knew exactly what to do. And suddenly, everything is different. You need to act. You need to do a lot of different things. With all your experience, with everything, all the people, all the different players, they, they just think, hey, that's something new is coming to the ecosystem. How, how do we act? How do we act on innovation? They don't know. First, they're afraid of, for example, the fintech companies, very, very small little guys. And then they think, hey, maybe we can work with them together and we can collaborate and we can decide. And then they start to try to do partnerships. They're not afraid anymore. And in a way... You see all the different ecosystem players sort of put together in the ball and they try to find where to go. They're moving very chaotic. And you see that it happens with a very traditional industry, which didn't change for an extremely long time. And now nobody knows what's going to happen. They only predict. They give a lot of different ideas, visions. But in the end, you really don't know what's going to happen. It's so cool. It's so fascinating. And then you play the role in it as well. You connect people. You try to, to make a difference. And you can because it's you have all the cards in your hands and you just do it. And that's so cool. And you see pretty much right, right away, you see the influence you've made. And yeah. from Stock, you're not from Stockholm. Where are you from originally? I'm Russian. We're in Russia. Are near Moscow. And so, did you go from Russia to Sweden? Yeah, I got to Sweden to get my master's degree. So I went in in the village up north in Sweden. So that's how I start my Swedish journey. And then you got asked to speak here at FinTech Inn in Lithuania. Was this your first time in Lithuania? Yeah, first time. And how did you discover Baltic Sandbox, where we're hanging out right now? It's very cool. I've met them before. They were part of Sogon FinTech Week, the first edition. So they were great supporters. I think they're very cool. They're doing good stuff. They're inv- inviting uh, very interesting and interactive uh, guys here and they helped them so I've got the chance to meet a few and mentor them today in the afternoon and I think they have a very good team behind it they really dedicated what they're doing and I think they also change a lot here they push for innovation and they connect people as well beyond the borders that's how I met them they invited me here but I've met them outside 
And what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you've overcome in your career and how did you overcome it? In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices? What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. I'm Saranyat Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast and keep on coding. Season four is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges you've overcome in your career and how did you overcome it? I think when the second thing I have got bankrupt, that's how it's ended. I was out of my comfort zone. So suddenly you're not part of a company. You you are presenting your yourself. And that was challenging. And it was out of a comfort zone. And it was very difficult, I think, in one way. But now, I think it's been a year and a half when I'm by myself. It's, it's very fun. It's like exciting. You do whatever you like. And then you present yourself. You know who you are. You're not... When you meet people, usually in the networking activities, they ask where you from, like, what's your company? And you don't have any company. And you, in the beginning, it's difficult because, well, if I don't have a company, you, you're going to, a company just say, hey, I'm like IBM or Microsoft, or in any company. And that's no question asked further. But if you say, hey, I'm active in the ecosystem, I'm doing, I'm active in Amsterdam, in Stockholm, and in Vienna, I'm doing a lot of different projects. You have more time to talk and you really need to explain. And once you do it more and more, you also think and reflect on yourself. Who are you? Like, what are you doing? What do you want? And usually like check a lot with yourself. Are you doing right things for your further steps in the career? So more and more talking and also like but public speaking, everything is you also go and present yourself and that's also very different. You have to build your own brand. It comes with responsibilities. It comes with different advantages and also disadvantages. And that's what's very cool. I forgot to ask, how did you originally find the FinTech Hub? Um, if you weren't in tech before and you definitely weren't in FinTech before and you discovered this whole world from the FinTech Hub, how did you find it? I was thinking of changing industry. So I saw that there were like an internship going on uh, and then in Stockholm and there were not really any movement in the fintech theory back then and then I applied and it met the guys I met the people and then it took some time for them to, to reflect on, on the whole conversation and the first day I went so it was very cool I met the team they were so excited dedicated they were like cool guys and we went to the bar and it was very like very very nice and cozy atmosphere and the guy who was their owner and the founder, he was like, yeah, you can stay with us and work with us because I just wanted to try. So that's why I went to the internship. And he's like, yeah, there will be opportunity for you to work after. Just think about it. But, you you know, it's all on you. And this was very cool. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting. He didn't push me to do anything. Right. Just like there's an opportunity. You have time to think about it, evaluate it. And go for it. Nice. And then it's sort of stuck in and then I can't leave. I can't leave. <laughs> what is the best advice that you've ever gotten, do you think, in business? 
I don't think I've heard many advices, to be honest, at this current moment, mostly because this month I just speak every, on all the conferences. You've been the one giving all the advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I forgot, like, what is it that people give you advice yeah. for? And because I've been like this month, November, I've been in a few conferences and there usually it takes a week. Yeah. Or like, and then in a way you, you're just like, where am I? Yeah. And then I always speak. I definitely on- wonder where I am. <laughs> And then in a way, I obviously I probably got a very good advices, but not really. I can't recall it at the moment because I always speak so much and I always like to say stuff. I think we'll take this moment to give advice that you and I were discussing mm-hmm. yesterday. And we could give it, maybe it's not advice, but give a suggestion to the audience listening. Mm-hmm. We were at the conference and there was a women in tech session with women pitching. And then there was a general session with people pitching and I'm going to put people in air quotes. And so with the women in tech pitching, there were women in tech judges. And then at lunch, you made, can I say this? Of course, of course. You made a comment and I learned later that you thought it was a joke, but I took it seriously and I thought it was going to be real. You said it'd be interesting if the general pitches were all guys and all the judges were guys. And I thought in my head, well, of course it's going to be that way. I didn't know that you were joking. So I go and I see the, yes, they're all guys pitching and it's all guys judges. And I text you and both of us said, you know, we wish that it would just wouldn't be women in tech or general or anything. First of all, general wasn't general because it was all guys. We wish it would just all be mixed together. And even if it was a celebratory section for women in tech pitching, have guys and girls judging. And then in the general, it should be both as well. And so, I mean, maybe it's the problem of sometimes women get afraid to present and there's not as many women as there are men. And I feel a lot of empathy for organizers because I know somewhere like I've even heard of companies that desperately want to hire a woman and like women won't apply and so they're like we literally have tried like we have spent money towards like finding someone and it's like just the people we found haven't been the right candidates you know and um so I do feel a lot of empathy for the organizers, but I also think it's just interesting the positioning, this whole like women in tech movement that's going on right now, where is I think we're both on the same page where we believe like as diverse as we can be together, not not segregated diversity. Right? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, right to the point we did uh, yesterday, and I actually relate to the point when um, the companies are really looking for ladies to join. It. They, I had a chat today with one of the guys, and he was like, yeah, I really, really try, but they, uh, we only got, like, the, the, the marketing person. And then, yeah, but we got a very, very big success. We got the product person to be part, like, the ladies yeah. to be part of the team. And uh, it's extremely difficult. But in a way, I've been in Sogo recently, um, at their woman in fintech breakfast session yeah. and there were only ladies and I even asked why are there only ladies not even on the, on the stage on the yeah. crowd as well I was like why are there only ladies like what's the issue and I was like yeah probably we would like to have like a small lady gl- club where we could support each other and be with each other I was like 
Yeah, I mean, maybe it's as important, but in a way, that's uh, that's not right. I mean, we talk a lot about diversity and inclusion, yeah. but that's as exclusion. Why are we excluding men right. from the conversation which they actually need to know? Totally. And it's exactly what the same with diversity. We are sitting two white ladies here. Exactly. How can you relate to somebody? Like, I, yeah, I was thinking I was the same knowing. thing. Like, I was thinking the same thing with people of color is like, I mean, I get why there is a people of color panel or like a women in tech whatever but how great would it be if it just wasn't an issue and just there everything was diverse all the time i think we we need to address the issue but it shouldn't be addressed from one side yeah we we should have sit in a panel diverse panel maybe the man could even moderate it or at least to be in a panel and then and the same goes to the ladies there should be part of like the man word panel anything and then that will give a diversity you give an example otherwise yeah you just chat 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 and you're like yeah and that becomes a theater of the ladies intact or diversity intact yeah. when you just sit in the corner discuss you 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 just become very upset and in the end there's no result because the other party didn't hear you yeah no totally i feel like we should create more listening experiences for all cultures i mean i hear so many times where unfortunately nowadays women groups are so exclusive and, and sometimes unfortunately hateful of men you know that doesn't help like Hate just promotes more hate. You know, we need to create abundance so that we magnify abundance. And I don't know, we're getting a little bit controversial now. Um, and I do my best to keep the podcast just about being an empowering platform. But I, I think you and I were on the same page of we just wished it was more diversity overall integrated together yeah i agree and also being working with women and being asked to be on this part of panels i don't want to be asked to be in a panel just because i am a female yeah i want to be asked to do something to go somewhere present something just because i have enough knowledge yeah and i've been facing the issues where we asked for them so fintech week for the first um, edition hey would you like to be part of a of a female panel discussion on the fintech diversity and it's like no I don't want to I'm a VC I want to be part of a VC panel Yeah, and that was a direct straight answer and that I'm very much relate to it I don't want to sit and chat about a woman in fintech panel just because I'm a woman I yeah. want to be taken as the person who knows about fintech yeah about yeah. fintech about the connection about how to develop the ecosystem and how to help startups to grow and obviously it shouldn't really matter what gender I am what color I am or how age you would. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Okay. Thank you so much for Thank hanging out you. with this Women in Tech podcast. <laughs> if you want to connect and collaborate with more Women in Tech around the world, remember go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Take you straight to the Facebook group. And be sure to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Anna Bliablina, co-founder of Stockholm Fintech Week, Stockholm, Sweden, the platform for, for the ecosystem to connect and share the knowledge. You're listening to Women in Tech. I'd like to tell you about an all-new season of Command Line Heroes, a podcast presented by Red Hat. 
No one ever said hardware was easy. In Season 4, Command Line Heroes is telling seven special stories about people and teams who dared to change the rules of hardware and in the process, changed how we all interact with technology. In the world of modern technology, we open our laptops, scroll endlessly on our smartphones, send tons of data to the cloud, and we don't think twice about it. But have you ever wondered how we got to now with our personal devices and what it took to get here? There was this blue box on a table, and he said, well, here it is. I said, well, what is it? He said, it's a microcomputer. What it took were teams of engineers and programmers who had the vision and audacity to build new machines. These machines, they revolutionized our lives and blew the doors open to what was possible. How many people here had a computer versus how many people intended to get one? Only one or two people actually had them. And they would bring them to the club meeting. What are you going to do with it? And nobody had an answer. The key thing about timesharing was that the computer needed some way of being able to sort of stop its own clock. The uh, creators of the floppy drives are not household names by any means. If it wasn't for that, PCs would have been adopted much more slowly. This January 28th, we launched Season 4 of Command Line Heroes, an original podcast from Red Hat. And this season, it's all about the hardware. We'll hear the stories behind some iconic machines and the people who dared to create them. I was the kid that always took things apart, took my older sister's toys apart. This is just another bag on the side of the eclipse, a skin job. Nope, this is a whole new machine. The process of passing the tapes around and encouraging and building upon each other's results is really what made the personal computer industry. We're exploring mini computers, mainframes, the first personal computers, floppies, early smartphones, and game consoles. And we're also going to hear how the community ethos that drove those early hardware heroes to build those machines still exists today in the open source hardware movement. The values of sharing are still there. I mean, it's in the entire open source community. The machine, in a way, was kind of a bit character. It was the people who were the real guts of what it was about. I'm Saranya Barak. Join me for an incredible new season of the podcast. And keep on coding. So thank you, and uh, eat your sandwiches. Season 4 is airing now. Subscribe to Command Line Heroes today, wherever you get your podcasts. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.